So let's uh, sit. Let's sit quietly and uh, try not to think of this now like a, as a separate events, you know, so now there's a meditation and, you know, I can blow it up into some special thing or... Uh, so it's, it's just a continue, continuation of what maybe would have not been labeled meditation before the break, but it's also a continuation of the break. Yeah? So it's not like, so now we meditate and something extraordinary should happen or something different or there's something I can do right or something I can do wrong. Uh, it's just sitting. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's just like this. And, and then I will give some guidance. I, I, I think so. I'm not sure yet, but let's see. Usually that's what, hap what is happening. And this guidance is not meant as instructions, like something you need to do. Also, they are not meant for, you know, triggering thoughts about it or something. So actually, you don't need to listen to the content of these words. Yeah. You can, but uh, that's also not wrong. But... Um, but uh, it's maybe better to, to think of it as like listening to a poem or listening to music. So if you're listening to music, you're also not, hopefully, I mean, if you're really listening, you are not like in your head and, you know, you judge and compare and, and, and so on, because then you're not listening to the music. You know, the, 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 the musician when, when, or the, the people who make the music, they, they, they want to share an experience with you. They, they don't want to have a discussion about music with you. Yeah. So, so similar like, uh, similar like that. And in, in the beginning I said part of this movement seems to be like a ruthless willingness to really just feel what you feel. So, starting with the body. Yeah. So, that's a kind of a bit of an instruction. Uh, but it's not like focusing or... Uh, it's, it's just like a, a shift. Yeah? So, it's, it's a shift from feeling that you're in the head and you kind of drop into the trunk of your body, into your legs, into your feet. And, and, so, and you start there and you perceive that which is there as energy. Without any, oh, I'm tired, I'm anxious, I'm happy. Without any of that, as best as possible. And if there's anything like that happening, then it's just a thought. It's a thought. Oh. That's a thought. Yeah. And maybe you can even drop that sentence and you just directly see this is, this is the thought. Oh, oh, this is the thought. Not as an attack to the thought, not like implying, hey, you shouldn't be here, but just leave it. Leave it, there. Leave it to be there. You'll just, oh, this is a thought, so. So what? It's gone already. No big deal. 
So you could close your eyes or you can also leave your eyes open. And then dropping. How how's your belly, your shoulders? As uh, as best as you can, let go of the mental image of the body and the mental image of the parts of the body. Or if that's not possible at least recognize them as mental images. In other words, as thoughts. Yeah? So mental images belong to the category of thoughts. And then quite quickly, you might have a sense or you might have a experience, kind of, of a, of a stillness, of a silence, which arises when we sit quietly together. And this has a little to do with the silence in this room, like the absence of sounds. The absence of sounds can be a stepping, a stepping into the primordial silence, the primordial stillness, which is uh, not disturbed uh, by the movements of my voice and sounds in the room or inner sounds. And with your whole being, with your whole heart, you receive the stillness, the silence. the spaciousness. And then you rest. And in that stillness and that silence which is boundaryless and is pervading everything. Possibly you feel a tenderness there. So not a tenderness which comes from you. It's more like bathing in that tenderness.
like bathing in light. Then that silence and that tenderness is touching and holding the movements of energy in your body and the movements of thoughts. It could feel a little as if you are in the presence of something bigger than the little me, the little you. And allow the place which you already know come to you. Sometimes it could feel as if that Silence, stillness, makes love with you. A, a, a love without desire. A love without the need to, without without the need to change anything. And then you might have even a glimpse that the movements of energy in your body your feelings and thoughts, that they are actually movements of that love, movements of that stillness. So in the same <coughs> way, my voice, these words I say now, they don't disturb the silence, they are the silence. They are peace. So the reflections in the mirror are not separate from the capacity, from the reflective mirror-like capacity of beingness, of aliveness, which is love. And then if a thought appears, it's just recognize that thoughts. It doesn't disturb anything. It's less than a feather.
Thoughts are less than feathers, moving, making patterns. Just a thought. And, and just a thought is not set with aggression or... So it's just, just a thought. It's, it's just a tender recognition. Not meant to scare the thought away. but to just see it for what it is. And then sometimes you might go back, dropping back into the body, perceiving your body is energy. Then allowing stillness to find you. Allowing love to find you. Allowing love to find you not from the mirror, from the reflections in the mirror, but allowing the love to find you, which is always already here. So this is not the practice of self-compassion or self-acceptance, it's much more. Much bigger. And it's already happening. Always.
So who are you without referring to thoughts? Be in the place you already know, your heart already knows. You can't describe it. You can't get it. It's not in time. You can't find it. Because it's always already here. You can't put your finger on it. It's infinity. Infinity in the nature of love including everything. And the movements they are it as well. Who are you without referring to thoughts, to mental images? Who are you without referring to time? Short glimpses brushes against it can't be known it is that which knows There's no I there. There's no me there. This is a reflection in the mirror, the I-me thought. 
the set within which the I-me thought appears. And also that is just a thought. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't matter. Rest. Just rest. Allow yourself to rest. You are safe. If there's some kind of fear or confusion, just a thought. Step into what is. Completely. Don't try to get rid of thoughts. Just move closer. They are like drawings on flowing water. Almost nothing.
comments, questions, doubts, and I'm not going to say, I could, but I'm not going to say, oh, that's just a thought. There's, yeah. a, there's a comment in the chat yeah. from, it was written before the break. There's a phrase by the poet Jan, Jane Hirtzfield that says something like, poetry is a clarity that knows more than you know you know. Mm. Mm. Can you read it again? Mm -hmm. There is a phrase by the poet Jane Hirtzfield that says something like, Poetry is a clarity that knows more than you know you know. Mm. That knows more than you know that you know. <laughs> mm. So one of the challenge could be that we have a sense that that kind of knowing, which is really different than any kind of other knowing, so sometimes it's actually called not knowing, that that knowing is somewhat dramatic, like some spiritual experience or something. But it's ordinary. Nothing special, it's ordinary. Yes? I don't know if it's a, actually a question or a comment. Mm. I think sometimes that trust in recognizing your neuronal capacity or whatever, I, I find that's the hardest part. Mm. Um, mm. Um, not saying that, oh, this is it because. That's also a thought, but, mm. but that knowing and staying in that and mm. also moving from that, acting from that, mm. that trust that's, that's the place you do it from, and I find that's the... Yeah. That's the challenge. Yes. Trust. Mm. Mm. Yeah. In the, in the Tibetan tradition, uh, you might get uh, support uh, in that regard through devotion to a teacher. Yeah, to devotion to His Holiness the Dalai Lama. So it's a bit... I mean, all metaphors, of course, they, they are just words, yeah, so... And uh, when I say a metaphor here, it is recognized that it is just words, so they are a bit flimsy, yeah, like, so... But nevertheless, I can share them. Why not, you know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so... 
So one metaphor could be that uh, progressive path practices. And progressive path methods in the Tibetan tradition, in the Guluk tradition, the Lamrim, whatever. Vipassana practice, shamatha practice, yoga practice, psychotherapeutical work, breathing work, all, all this, yeah? So this progressive path, uh, which are based on the paradigm that there is someone who is on the path to somewhere. And you have to do something to get there. So this... Uh, and. And progressive path methods are so beautiful and so sacred. And the sacred, the beauty, the sacredness of these all these methods which are developed in humanity. It's the most beautiful nonsense. It's the best time to it's the best thing to spend your time with. Really. So these progressive path methods, they can bring you, or if you use the, the image of a cliff, they can bring you to the edge of the cliff. But then you need to slip. And that slipping is not something you can do. It just happens. But then, when you slip, it's really good to have trust. And if you have a teacher, like in the Tibetan tradition, where you develop that, that bond you know, to a lama, which is a Tibetan word for guru, you slip into the guru, so you are fearless. If you slip without that, that's possible. Sometimes it happens to people. They slip and they get shit scared. They they feel they they get they, they it's insanity. I don't know if the if devotion to a teacher can help you to slip. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that that moment of slip it, slipping. It's a mystery for me. There seems to be a correlation if you look into the, the different spiritual traditions. There seems to be a slight correlation between progressive path method, methods and this slipping. But definitely it's not necessary so there's people who slip, who at least in this life, they haven't done all that stuff. They just slip out of the blue. And some people, some people who slip end up in a mental hospital. You slip over the edge of the cliff. It feels like, as Trungpa Rinpoche describes it, you, you jump out of a 
plane or you're pushed out of a plane and you realize you don't have a parachute. But then your trust, your devotion gives you the gives you the the trust that there's no ground. That's just quoting Trungpa Rinpoche. And I say slip because sometimes this slip is more is sometimes this slip happens very slow over months. And you actually you actually don't don't get it. You don't, you don't notice that you have that, that the slipping is happening. At one point, you just notice that you're falling and falling into infinity, and nobody is falling. But for some people, it is this. It can happen in the as this almost like an event in time, and then there's a before and after. So there is no. No rules. It's it's different for different people. So again, when I use this metaphor, so the, that's like that's always like I mean e- everything you can say about this is mistaken. Yeah. So you always have, to, and then I could go on and go thought after thought after thought because. Uh, the next thought, the next reflection I have to do now is to deconstruct this metaphor of slipping. So one mistaken understanding of this slipping is that it is dramatic. It can be dramatic. It can. Sometimes it is dramatic. Uh, But very often it's not dramatic. And then the danger is, well, danger. The po- one possibility is that it is not acknowledged because we have a strange idea of awakening or enlightenment or, you know, it should be something special. It, and awakening should, me spe- it should make me special. But there is nothing special in that. It's not happening to you. It's not for you. Sorry. That slip is recognizing that there is no you. That there is no me. Insist. Insist on silence on Rely on silence, rely on stillness, Tongma Sanpo writes in the 37 practices for Bodhisattva, rely on silence. And slowly, slowly learn to live from silence.